is DDS. From the DDS studios, we are your host, Blake Milton, Bradley Newberry, and the man, Matthew Two-Tone Blue Parker. Parker, you got the battle red on today, buddy. Let's do it, baby. Carl Pickens, we're going. Let's do it. Oh, I'm ready. Boom. Glad you raised that up a little bit because I thought it was a Houston Texans jersey. Oh, jersey. get out of here. We don't do that. That's <laughs> blasphemy. Guys, we're here to discuss. This is going to be our normal weekly show here. We appreciate you joining us this week. We're going to discuss our preseason college football polls, just stupid and useless. And we're going to talk about some week one NFL injuries and how that might impact things going forward but before we get started go ahead down below hit the like and subscribe button for us give us a rumble on rumble go ahead and leave your comments down below as well follow us on all of our social media tiktok facebook instagram and twitter at dds sports talk and you can catch all these podcasts on the go on your favorite podcasting platform newberry here we go sir you sold this show short we're also going to do our college football pick six our NFL pick yep. six. You can skip ahead if you don't want to hear us bullshit talk around. <laughs> but we're going to talk about our preseason college football rankings. Dumb. Parker, I think they're necessary to get the conversation started, right? That's the answer. The answer is they are created for shows like this. <laughs> they're created for ESPN. They're created. It is a reason and something for us to talk about. Yes, they're fun. They're entertaining. But they mean absolutely nothing i mean it wasn't that long ago that utah was number five you know it just it they just mean they mean nothing other than just it's fun to argue about them it's not only utah but i'm gonna call out a top five preseason team in notre dame oh god what about that football squad uh, i mean was it the he's the first NFL coach to go lose his first three games or something? Or not NFL, excuse me, Notre Dame coach. Um, he's on the hot seat already after a few games. It's on Texas AM's another one, right? Yeah. Oh, huge time. Yeah. Texas AM. I mean, it's pointless. They are pointless, but they are a necessary evil. They're like speed limit sons. They're pointless. So Blake, <laughs> Blake's pulling up a little uh, preseason. 2022 poll what do you see in this thing yeah let's see here let's see if i can share this i think i can share it you know we we have technology we have technology here all right here we go let's do this share cool deal right here all right and there we go so screw scrolling through this like we said we already mentioned notre dame talked about texas a&m utah does clemson uh, look like a top 14 no uh, dj parker I mean, hmm. he's not. I mean, it's a mixed bag at best so far. Yeah, but we also hit that the main thing for them Dude. might be exactly right. So, man, it's ride or die with DJ this year. He's holding on to him. But, like, who have they play? Furman, Georgia Tech. Like, uh, I don't know. LA, LA Tech this week. I, we won't know anything about them until maybe next week with Wake Forest. That was our argument. Yeah. Hey, let's let it settle in yeah maybe release something week four week, four, but, week five whatever or, let but, week four play out i mean oregon oregon comes out and just gets thumped game you know week number one against georgia that's a but bad that, one but i'll tell you what you just mentioned it week five clemson baby there, there's the team right there nc state that is the game yep that is the game. You can go back and listen to our ACC prediction shows, please. <laughs> we talk about that one. Yep. 
Yep. Whole lot of teams on here. Pittsburgh, a lot of questions about whether or not they're overrated. Kentucky. They won't be on it much longer. Nope. Mm. Looking here, who else we got here? Some of these other ones. I mean, and then you have these teams that are kind of just sitting outside the top 25, the Tennessees, Texas, losing by only one point to Alabama. I I know that that actually looks pretty good. Oh, there's Parker's Iowa, by God. By God, there there they are. They had more votes than they'll score points this year. Do you know what they have more of this year than they have points? The only team in the country. They have more punts than they have points. Only team in the country. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I can't help but laugh at laugh at it i I just think that yeah i mean those polls they're made for shows like this they're made for people to postulate about and to to, you know to derive opinions and to stir up hype i get that but i think way too much is made of it way too much there's too much weight given to it the the polls that matter i think more if you go look at these guys that vegas polls right the power ranking polls are way more accurate than these ap and coaches polls in my opinion and they are wildly different. They are. It's it's remarkable how different they are. Uh, I, I would even love to go back and look at some of those polls with regard to, like, Texas A&M. I mean, I can't tell you – I mean, this is two years in a row that I've kind of gone out on a limb here and said that, man, this, this looks pretty impressive. And they're just – they're kind of shitting the bed this year already. I mean – at some point, you got to be able to take recruited talent and turn it into a finished product on the field. Uh, dude, I'm with you. I literally was thinking this the other day. I'm like, we keep talking about how Texas A&M, oh, they have one of the best recruiting classes. Oh, they have one of the best recruiting classes. Their quarterback goes out and throws for 90 yards. Yeah. It's, I mean, he's going to get benched this week, I think. I, I just At some point, they can't run this pro-style, slow, old-school offense anymore. It's time to get with the times. Yeah, I just don't think it really works that much in, in the college game. Honestly, no, I, I like we said at the beginning, I think these NFL preseason ranks are fun. Probably miss football. Probably it's fun. The college football, sorry. Yeah. College football preseason rankings are, are fun. They get the conversation going. Um, everyone's excited about the new year. They want to see the perception of their teams, but I mean, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You play the games, it'll matter later. But How much of it do we think is pushed by the conference, you know, brass of trying to push their conference over a certain, you know, other conferences or trying to push conference superiority? Because, you know, you hear a lot in the preseason, oh, we got, you know, 11 SEC teams in the top 25 this year, but there's only one. ACC, what well, you know, it, that's that wasn't true. I'm just making those numbers up. I, I think they just get pushed like, like just because of the letters by their name, right? Like you're just gonna some people, even without knowing anything about the teams, are gonna vote Kentucky higher because they have an SEC by their name, then they're gonna vote somebody else. Um, and, and not to go off here, but look at these polls, y'all. I don't know if y'all, y'all what we just mentioned that Texas game, dude. They are legit. Ewers doesn't go out. They win that game. They walk off and win that game easily. Ewers was impressive. Yes. And that running back that they got there, was it Robin? Is it Robinson? Bijan. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, he he looks legit too. And um with Sarkeesian, you know, calling the plays. I mean, it's if Ewers is gonna be fine, if he's gonna be coming back. They they might have be able to make some. I, I I up to this point had not thought that they would actually be able to make any noise in the SEC, but 
with that kind of talent level at the quarterback position and the running back position, I think that maybe they could. And they, and defense didn't look that didn't look that bad against Alabama. Well, and remember when they get to the SEC, they're going to have a different quarterback. Oh, oh boy! Will oh, be right I, away? I think Mister Ewers might have something to say about that if he if he gets back. Will it be Manning right away? I don't know. Uh, we'll transition into NFL since I've already blundered it and said NFL. Apparently, <laughs> NFL big topics after Week One are oh god injuries. It hit right here at home with Blake's household. Yeah, and Dak Prescott out for a few weeks with the old thumb. Yeah, and I tell you, I mean, what it, it's kind of you, you kind of get mixed mixed signals as to what really is the prognosis and how long he's going to be out. But dude, if he's got a broken thumb, he's going to be out six to eight weeks, and then he's going to probably struggle to get back if it's on his throwing thumb, which I believe it is. Correct? Is that correct? It is. It yeah, is going to be hit it back to back throws. Yeah that that is going to be tough for him to 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 come back. I would I would assume. Uh, without having an x-ray in front of me. But uh, regardless, that's a huge blow for the Cowboys because I just don't know that they have anything behind them that, that that's really going to be productive. I'm not going to spill too much because I may have something more yeah. on this in a minute. But it's not like they lost. It's not like they were winning 33-3 to three when he went out. It was the fourth quarter. They put together nothing. They looked terrible. Um, and you're right. It is all over the place because six to eight should be the timeline. But Jerry Jones, I mean, what does he know? But he's out there saying four weeks and not putting them on IR. So <laughs> he wants I, him to I play this week. <laughs> I don't know. Why, why can't you play left-handed, Dak? Get out there. I know. You know? So, uh, you know, and, and look, I am going crazy here when saying this, and I am not a doctor and I'm not a medical professional, but there is that possibility that maybe it was just some kind of little chip of a bone that maybe they just go in and remove it rather than trying to fixate it. If that makes rather than try to fix it, which maybe that lessens his recovery time. I don't know. Just speculating, total speculation. I'm just a dumb guy on the internet. Don't listen to me. Research it yourself. They're playing the Bengals this week, which, uh, the team Joe Burrow, in fact, was the one that hurt the next guy. We're going to talk about mm. T J Watt. Snap, crackle, pop goes the peck. But I don't think it's a complete tear. They're Must talking about he might be back in six weeks as well. Yeah. Dude yeah, dominated huge, game, Yeah, peck, peck is a huge muscle. It takes a lot to really pop up, like they call it popping a peck, to really completely sever a peck. So, But, yeah, tell us about that defense, man. No one's impressed by the quarterbacks of Pittsburgh, but the defense completely manhandled a, a retooled, rebuilt offensive retooled. line. This is and, one of the things yeah. we talked about in the preseason, yep. and it's why we called for regression because, yes, you got they, their offensive line got better on paper, but it's going to take time, and you're going up against one of the best pass rushers in the league, one of the best defensive lines in the league, one of the best schemes in the league. It just it just wasn't gonna work. It just never was. There was a there was a reason for why we picked what we picked. And I mean, he got sacked seven times. It, it, people have got to remember too, it, it's not just Burrow. Burrow not just that line. Burrow's gonna create sacks. So they got sacked seven times. Only four of those were accredited to the offensive line. Three of them were put on Burrow for just standing there and holding the ball for too long, waiting on the big play with Chase. So yes, the line's better. But it's going to take better. It'll take more time for that offensive line, that Pittsburgh defensive line, though, as always, is mm -hmm. legitimate. 
Absolutely. Micah Parsons gets a chance yep. this week. Yeah, I Micah. mean, Eat. we'll see. We'll see. Hopefully we don't have someone else to add to the mm. injury report this week named Joe Burrow, hopefully. <laughs> I, just, I just don't – I don't have a whole lot of confidence after watching that game. I mean, it was every single snap it seemed like. He was running for his life or he was, you know, throwing the ball away or just diving for cover. But anyways, More, T, we're talking about injuries. injuries? So How about TJ Watt, yeah, he got hurt. Uh, it sounds like maybe he just yeah. needs to to get some therapy and he'll be back eventually. Seattle shocking Russell Wilson in his homecoming, but an injury comes out of that game. Parker Jamal Adams carted off with a what's called a serious knee injury. It's done, right? Done, yeah. done for the year. Uh, and he's he is. I mean, he's a big time safety. They overpaid for him. You know, there's only so much you want to pay for these safeties, but. But, yeah, another big piece of their defense gone, and it's like this all around the league. It always is these first couple of weeks. But um, three major, major injuries with Dak, T.J. Watt, and, of course, uh, uh, Jamal Adams. But, I mean, they're they're littered all across the league. I, I don't want to jump on, but, man, uh, they're everywhere. The entire Bucks receiving core is hurt. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think what, two what of is them this? came back this – Today we're recording on a Friday. Um, yeah. Evans and Julio. Julio. They did, but I mean they're back, but they're not. Well, they, I mean, they, they, they were doing their walkthrough. What did we say? What did we say about Julio? Give him some time. My my ankle caught. Oh jeez, I don't know, man. I just I'm so tired. Of last Julio. night we we got to see a little uh, Thursday night football thanks to Amazon Prime. Yep, we saw the Chiefs and the Chargers. The Goal, Chargers, goal. I mean, they were winning the entire game. Justin Herbert gets hit 15,000 times, and he might have an abdominal or a ribbed injury. He's still Dude is a, he is a man. Just, yeah. He is a man. And let me just also say, Amazon Prime freaking nailed it, by the way. I mean, the broadcast was phenomenal. I saw some people tweeting about how it was an SD and they couldn't get it. Get better internet. I don't know what your problem is, but his mind was <laughs> was awesome the like cool little things you could do on separate channels al michaels of course is absolutely yep. just you know al michaels and kirk herbstreet calling nfl games with them i just thought the entire product was one won the show i really did yeah yeah uh but let's talk a little bit more let's get in a little bit more in the weeds here about these injuries parker i know we've talked about it in the past is this is this a product of of camps and everything being shortened and for lack of better word pussified you know a lot of people talk about that with it being the shortened camps and you're not hitting as much right but i would like to think of it a different way around because yeah the injuries aren't happening in camps though they're still happening like used to we would hear about this in day three of camp day four of camp day five of camp it happened before the season ever started now it's just not happening then it's happening week one so I haven't. I don't have the numbers in front of me to see exactly where some of these injuries are. But as far as numbers go, but it feels like to me, yes, there are more injuries in week one and week two and early on. But there are also way less injuries in preseason and in camp. So that would be an interesting stat. I'm sure the stat is out there somewhere. I just have no idea where to find it. But is there that stat out there that shows have? Injuries actually increased or decreased since they started shortening camp. I, I would be I would be interested in that. I think the um, 
the concussions have definitely gone down, right, Parker? I mean, they wear these big, silly helmets, but um, and, the way they and I'm 100% for up, that. It's, the head injuries have definitely gone down. It's, 100%. Last year, there are less concussions in the league than there have ever been. And yeah. the helmets do look stupid. I, but who cares? It's practice. Cares? I don't care. If it prolongs yeah. people's careers and keeps them from getting CTE later in life, I'm all for that. And, and I'm here to... Go ahead. Well, and I'm here to say on these concussions, when they first implemented these like head-on-head rules a few years ago, or landing on the quarterback, and I was one of the guys out there going, "They can't move. They're moving a million miles an hour." The answer years later is, "Yeah, they can. They can get out of the way." These these head-on-head hits, like there are plenty of times now that they have been taught where they roll out of the way. In fact, Justin Herbert last night on the injury, the one that bothers me the most is like when they land on the quarterback and they throw the flag and he shouldn't put the full body, body weight. Go watch that replay. Because, yeah, he gets hurt when he gets knocked down. I forget which defensive lineman it is. But as he's going down, rolls off of him. So it was difficult in the beginning for all these things. But now that they're learning, it is totally avoidable, these hits are. Yeah, these, are, these guys, for the most part, know exactly what they're doing whenever they're hitting the quarterback. So, we ready to uh, do some hard hitting on our pick six series? All right, let's go. We're going to start with college and the college pick six. The first game on our docket is Akron at UT. UT is a 46 and a half point favorite. If you'd like to take the hometown Vols, Parker. What are your thoughts and pick? I mean, let's just hope this isn't a repeat of last week when the favorite for paying teams a lot of money to come in and whip them. Instead, they got whipped. You know, but I'm going to go ahead and break it to everyone. This is not going to happen with UT's style of play with Hypel. They crush, absolutely crush these lower-level teams. They're just not ready to play with them. The best part about this game for the Vols is the quarterback on the other side, on the zip side, and that's DJ Irons he's a dollar store version of what they're going to see the next week in Anthony Richardson. So at least it's kind of like a practice squad kind of thing. Uh, it really is. Um, uh, <laughs> is it a dollar 25 store now? <laughs> I mean, yeah, whatever, whatever it is. I, mean, I know this team that they're the Akron got skunked by Michigan state last year. They barely beat St. Francis red flash, <laughs> but because of what they're good at, the quarterback is mobile. He can chuck it. They will keep it within 46 points. Whoa. And I'm going to go 60 to 14. A 60 burger. But he's taking Akron in the points. Well, look, I am with Parker on this. I think that this line is absolutely ridiculous. And it's mainly <laughs> it's because this is a team that doesn't matter to the Vols. They're, yes, they're looking past them. They are. They're going to win easily. But – 46 and a half. The freaking starters aren't even going to play half the game. So with that, Akron's going to keep it within that 46 and a half, <laughs> but just barely. I've got 54 to 10. This is absolutely hilarious. This is opposite <laughs> thing. <laughs> Do it. I'm not the ball. I'm not the balls. Here are my notes. Akron lost 52 to nothing last week against <laughs> Michigan State. <laughs> It will be Milton time, which equals lots of laughs, lots of shots around in the household. Why not a little deja vu, baby? 52 to nothing. I'm taking the balls. (laughs) 
right. What's Florida got this week? Oh, our next game on the docket is Southern Florida, University of South Florida at the Florida Gators. If you want the Gators, you have to lay 24 and a half points. Parker, ready to go. All right, baby. It's the best team in Florida versus the Gators. This Florida... <laughs> these, these games are just so much fun to pick. Y'all. They're ridiculous. <laughs> this, this, this Florida team isn't as talented last year. And last year, Richardson went off in this game, yep. and they won by 22. Richardson yep. went off. And they're less, and they were more talented, and they won by 22. As I said in the preview pod for the Gators, it all depends on Richardson. He goes off, they can roll. He struggles, they could legit lose this game, but he should go off. USF Bulls are terrible against the pass, like legit bottom three in the country against the pass. But I don't see a worse Florida team beating them by more than they did a year ago. USF plus 24 and a half. Uh, I think me and Parker are copying off each other here. Uh, the game against Kentucky, I was shocked by what I saw from Anthony Richardson. I, I really was. Like, he he looked bad. Let's be honest. He looked bad. He didn't look like a passing quarterback, and he didn't even attempt to run. Uh, was it play calling? I don't know. But he even admitted after the game that his, his head was not right. Like, he was not in the game. So – I don't take that as a good sign from my uh, my uh, quarterback. Um, I, I think South Florida is definitely going to keep this close. I don't think that they win. I've got something like 24 to 14 Florida, but South Florida is going to keep it within that 24 and a half. Opposite day continues. <laughs> don't you worry, Gator fans. I got you right here. Anthony Richardson has not thrown a touchdown pass all year. He finally gets his first touchdown throwing this week. The Gators' run defense held Kentucky to 1.8 yards per carry. I think the defense bullies USF. The Florida defense may score two touchdowns. I'm going 38-10 Florida. Covers. Just One of us is going to have a really good day, and one of us is going to have a really bad day. Just pulling this up mathematically, looking at like the computer model, which means nothing because it didn't work for Tennessee last week. But it says South Florida should be favored by seventeen. Just a little info. Whoa! I mean, no, not South Florida. I was like, what? (laughs) Should only the Gators should only be favored by seventeen? Sorry. Yeah. Okay, that makes more sense. (laughs) Our next game, Penn State going on the road. They are a two-and-a-half-point favorite at Auburn. Last year, Penn State wins this game. little back and forth. What do you think, Blake? So, SEC versus Penn State. Uh, Auburn, Harson's in trouble. Oh. He's in trouble. And it's gonna can, he's going to continue to feel the heat this week. Uh, I think with a, a Penn State team coming in and being favored by two-and-a-half, Everybody knows that there's at least three points. And in college, I think there's probably more points built in with a home field advantage. Um, I think Penn State, is. this isn't going to be a particularly close game. I've got it 21-10 Penn State, and they cover that two and a half easy. This one's tough, y'all. Um, I went back and forth. In fact, it's right here. I was pulling up some stats and looking at it. Because Auburn's quarterback, TJ Finley, has faced Mercer, and San Jose State so far. And he has thrown one touchdown and three interceptions against that 
awesome slate of a schedule. <laughs> Sean, I mean, Sean Clifford, though, for Penn State, isn't a world beater by any means. Nope. This is a gross game. It was a close game last year in Happy Valley. But there's something Auburn has, and that's Tank Bigsby. The tank. And they have, a, they have an <laughs> awesome running game. If Penn State can shut him down, which they possibly could, I think Blake's prediction is spot on. But I am going to trust and tank, and I'm going to take Auburn and the points. Trust and tank. I love that. I'm going to side with Blake's favorite cop, one of his favorite college football coaches here. Coming back to the SEC, Auburn quarterbacks versus a very talented defensive backfield with Penn State. I'm calling a pick six late. Penn State wins by seven, 24-17. Boom, boom. What about the ACC? Oh, the ACC, we got a little game. It's happening tonight on yep. Friday night football. Mm-hmm. We got Florida State visiting Louisville. Florida State, a three-point favorite on the road. Last game of consequence. We saw them on TV against SEC's own LSU. Yep. What you got, Parker? Man, these are some weak games this week, but this is a good one. I'm actually excited about it. FSU has lost this game the last two times they've matched up. However, this year, Jordan Travis, the quarterback for FSU, has looked much better than expected. The offensive line has looked much better than expected. But this game is in Louisville, and it is their home opener against an undefeated FSU team, which could help them. Maybe the crowd is absolutely pumped. FSU has beat Duquesne, a dysfunctional LSU team, and Louisville has looked has played two games. In one game, they looked awful against Syracuse, and the next game, they looked like a completely different squad out there. Florida State, however, have given up explosive plays on the ground, and this is something Louisville can expose. I don't feel good about it, but give me Louisville and the points. However, the over is probably the play. Yeah, I am looking at this. Yeah, I, I agree with everything Parker says there. I, I think this is a tough one to call here. You've got momentum on the side of, in my opinion, of FSU. Is it against teams that have been dysfunctional or whatever, like Parker said? Yeah, sure. But momentum – is contagious, and in particularly with college football, it means a lot more than it does in the NFL. Momentum is a big thing. I'm going with FSU here. I think it's going to be a closer game. I got it something in the neighborhood of 21-17. I think FSU covers. I think, uh, oh, Malik. I mean, it's got to be Malik passing. It's got to be Malik running. It's got to be Malik kicking coach has got to let him go Malik playing defense coach has got to let him go right doing the water it's got to be Malik coaching it's got to be Malik feeding the fans in the crowd yeah Malik yeah too much on Malik man I'm gonna go if there are no Florida State miscues 26 21 Florida State gets the win on the road there you go it feels like a field goal game. Like it feels right, doesn't it? Like all three of these games, I don't feel strongly about about the about these lines. Uh, just looking at it, by the way, this Louisville game, I just pulled it up. Only twenty one percent of people are betting on Louisville. However, the big money's coming on them, even though it's only twenty percent of the the bets. Forty five percent of the money. Yep. And now we get to talk about games that we feel good about in our best bet segment here i'm gonna start it off i'm gonna go you hinted at texas a&m i'm talking about a team in florida the u is getting six points they could straight up beat 
Texas A&M on the road. Give me Miami and the six points. Yep, I'm looking at an LSU team that absolutely is looking like dog shit right now. <laughs> and I've got, an, I've got a Mississippi State team coming in with a mad scientist at the helm. Uh, I'm going Mississippi State with the minus two and a half for LSU. I almost I looked at that uh, uh, Miami Texas A and M game and I'm like, man, it's just them like them to respond though. They're, they're the they're the titans of the of the college football. I swear to God, they lose these games they shouldn't win and they beat the next ones. And you guys know me though. I like to get a little bit these these best bets and underdogs like to get a little weird with it. And with this one, give me 28 points with the Penguins of Youngstown State versus Kentucky. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Why is this game even being played? Why would Kentucky play this game? It's because Stoops has a history with Youngstown State and wants to get them a payday, but doesn't want to embarrass them. Kentucky also has a history of not blowing out teams like this and just getting a lead and sitting on it. I still don't think the running backs playing are big time and Martinez, uh, Rodriguez, Martinez, Rodriguez. And when the Penguins coach, Doug Phillips, was asked, if he was two in all to play a top 10 game, he said, quote, I'm in all every game. I'm in all in the ice castle, end quote. So bring some hot coffee and plenty of mail, Mr. Levis, because it's going to be a cold day in the ice castle. Penguins in the points, plus 28. The mayo. All right. Go, fighting penguins. <laughs> I'll start off the best bets. Newberry's already talked about Miami. Are you talking about the dogs? I mean, excuse me, the dogs. We're, Newberry's we're already, pick a team that's going to win yep, right out. Yeah, right? this team's going to win straight up. Newberry's already talked about Miami and Texas A&M. There's no fucking question. <laughs> Screw Texas A&M. I've, I've rode the Texas A&M train too long already. They're going down. Against Miami. Daddy's got a feeling. <laughs> well, the quarterback for the New York Jets isn't the only one that likes Cougars around here. I'm going BYU in an upset straight up victory. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm going to stay localish with a pretty big spread. Western Kentucky are seven point dogs to Indiana. And I don't understand this line. I think people just assume the Hilltoppers aren't as good without my boy Bailey Zappy gone to the Patriots, but they're running the same offense and they can get after the quarterback. Western Kentucky straight up beats Indiana. All right. There we go. Now, <clears throat> if that wasn't enough info, let's go to the NFL pick six. In our first game, we're going to do the Tennessee Titans making a little Monday night football visit at Parker's favorite, the table-busting Buffalo Bills. If you want the Bills, you have to lay 10 points. Blake, are you going to take the 10 points? Can the Titans shock the world again? I mean, they did last year when they're in this situation. Nobody can see my paper. I have nothing written down. Whoa, okay. And look, um, I, I am, I, I mean, nor do I. I mean, I have everything written out. Otherwise, I have a hard time with this one. Uh, I have a hard time not being a homer. Uh, but at the same time, this is the type of game that the Titans come up and they show have a strong showing on every single time. Every time they lose a game like they did uh, in their opening game uh, against the Giants, they always seem to come back with a fire in their ass. Uh, and I don't know. They they. It's hard being a Tennessee Titans fan. We 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 keep the drug companies in business with our with their blood pressure medications. Um, 
I think that the Titans will keep this game closer than they should, but I ultimately I do not believe that they will win the game, uh, but they will cover. We pick every game in the NFL. If anyone's taking a peek at it, we know where I'm going to go with this one. Because week two in the NFL is the ultimate overreaction week. We should be able to take advantage of this. And I know this isn't a reaction show, but I've got to put one thing out there about last week that I hear on fancy football shows. I hear on national media shows. And it's that Derrick Henry is washed because he had a bad game. <laughs> While he might be, I don't know. But let me just, because he started off slow. Last year, so he had 80-something yards rushing. Last year, he started off with 58 yards. He was on pace to have over 2,100 yards. The year before, in his 2,000-yard season, he had over he had 80 yards. The year before that, he had in the 20s. I'm just saying, the man starts slow. So before you start writing him off, do a little research. Anyways, um, we talked about the Bills' offseason moves, showing us that they wanted to run it more, and they did that to an extent. The Bills passed the ball on the first down shorter than any other team in the league. Anyone. Josh Allen threw it shorter than anybody in the league. That's just an extension of the run game. But a scary stat, fellas, is they haven't punted three of their last four games. That's how good that they have been. Yikes. But I'm telling you right now, Frable has won this game three straight years. There is something about this team that does not get blown out. The Titans are going to cover this number, and they are going to bring a win home on my birthday. Oh. Not only are they covering, this is a straight-up win, baby. My God, preach! A happy birthday pick from Parker. Man, um, it's not opposite day, actually, right here. I think it's way too many points. You've got the reigning, defending AFC number one seed Tennessee Titans, not the Buffalo Bills, coming into this matchup. They won last year. Defense. I want to see some defense. I want to see a dirty game get down in there. I'm not picking the Titans to win, but I'm picking them to cover a 10-point spread. Give me the points all day. Tennessee yep. and the points. Yeah. Game number two, the Indianapolis Colts off of an embarrassing, is what I'm going to call it, an embarrassing tie with the Houston Texans. Now have to go on the road again, back-to-back -back weeks, Jacksonville Jaguars, where they haven't won since 2014, Parker. They're a four-point favorite. Not only was it an embarrassing tie, it was a it was a it was a, it was a sad like they shouldn't have been there. It was a lucky tie. It was more than just embarrassing. They shouldn't even have been in this game. They should have lost the game. But you're right, they're down there, and Jacksonville didn't look great either. But man, this entire Colts team is hurt. Michael Pittman's dealing with a quad injury. He may not be good to go. Uh, Matt Ryan basically has no one to pass the ball to. Uh, Shaq Leonard's out officially. That came out a little bit. Alec Pierce is out. DeForest Buckner's questionable. Pittman's questionable. I just – I don't really understand. Even look at – this line's got to change. I don't even understand how they're favorites anymore. This, for me, is more about Jack, Jacksonville. I've picked them. They always let me down. If Trevor misses wide open guys again, I just won't pick him anymore. I just might be out because he looked like the same guy last week as he did last year. I want to reserve my judgments for after week four. But the Jags need the blitz in this game because Matt Ryan is a different quarterback when he gets pressured. I, I just cannot see why Jacksonville should not win this game. Give me the points. And again, another straight out victory. I agree with, with some of what Parker's saying there. Uh, yeah, I get the injuries on Indy's side. 
Jacksonville not showing me much yet. Trevor's not showing me much. Um, not just missing open receivers, receivers, but missing bad. Um, I have concerns there, and we're still dropping Trevor back way too much, in my opinion. 42 times, I think it was, last week, 42, 43 times. Uh, I just don't think he's ready for that. Uh, I'm going out on a limb here. Indy's going to break the streak. They're going to cover. They're going to find a way to win this. Some, I don't know how. Some of the numbers were inflated with uh, how many pass attempts he had last week. For uh, They had a two-minute drive at the end of the first half, down 14-3. to three. They had an eight-point lead at one point in that game against the Washington Commanders, and then the uh, defense let wide receivers get behind them, and Carson Wentz throwing little blimp, <coughs> blimp passes into the air. Um, then they had to have an, another – end of the game drive too, where he's doing nothing but throw. But uh, I saw some positive things in the Jaguars offense. Uh, love to see Travis Etienne out there. You got to put the ball on him. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of them was a little Had float a pass that I can't tell if it was a bad floaty pass or if it, Etienne just dropped it. Uh, James Robinson, amazingly out there catching touchdown pass, had a running touchdown, a uh, running touchdown I think it boils down to too many injuries for the Colts. Um, I'm not going to go with Blake and I've discussed it before. I'm not going to go with, Oh, they're just mind effed and can't win. Cause these are professionals. So um, I'm going to go Jacksonville. Let's go 23 to 20. <laughs> I think they straight up win, but I'll go ahead. They've, I'm just gonna say they've got to win this game. If they don't win this game, seriously, we'll have this on a review show, I'm sure. But look at their schedule. What are they winning? They're good, they're playing an indie team without anybody. Who else are they going to be? They have to win this game. This is a you better win right well, here. I thought last week was a you better. So yeah, well, it, I think it was, and I think I think we got the carryover effect happening here. Game three: Arizona <laughs> Cardinals at the Las Vegas Raiders. This one is for the younger brother. The Vegas, the Vegas, Vegas Raiders Easy are minus four. There, minus boy. four for the. I didn't want to call them the <laughs> Oakland or Los Angeles. Yeah, we, so I was. We almost got kicked off of YouTube Las just now. <laughs> Vegas Raiders minus four. I'm going to start with this one. Arizona. Kyler Murray. <laughs> I know it was the Chiefs, but you're at home. You didn't show me much. I think I think Derek Carr and his passing attack can just name whatever number they want. I'm gonna say the Raiders cover this four points spread. I uh you know your your brother probably hates me because I sent in our picks where I've had the Raiders picking and then I wasn't around where I to change it and I texted him back and said, Hey, by the way, flip that Cardinal, flip that Raiders over the Cardinals. Because it's just too many points. It's just too many points. Give me the four. Kyler Murray, when he gets down, looks dejected on the sideline. He gets whipped up and down the field by Kansas City, and he quits. He's a quitter. I'm just going to say it. He is what he is. But when he's playing a team that's not the Chiefs, when they're in the game, I mean, he's got all the talent in the world, and he's going to be out there chucking it around. I think the Raiders win this game, but I think this is a field goal game. Um because if the Cardinals don't keep this close, the wheels could absolutely come off on this team. This is a game the Cardinals almost have to have in week two, which is weird to say. But give me the Cardinals plus the points. Raiders win by three, though. I uh, I am I am in a really crazy mood this week. 
I think this is the week where a bunch of teams, the wheels come start to come off. And I think this is that week for the Cardinals. There's something going on in Arizona that's not that we're not seeing behind the scenes. You're right. The body language language says it all for Kyler Murray. Uh, I think Derek Carr, he's, he's able to get some stuff done this year. Uh, and the, the second that there's a bit of adversity, I think Kyler Murray folds. I got Las Vegas covering. Chicago Bears at Green Bay Packers. <clears throat> if you want, if you want Green Bay, you have to lay ten points. I'm gonna reluctantly. Yeah, go ahead. Before you, let me give you a trend on this game, but but I'll have to give it back to you before you do it. Packers have won eleven straight games after a loss and are a perfect eleven and zero against the spread. Rodgers are twenty six touchdowns and one interception in those games, and Rodgers versus the Bear on Sunday Night Football has thrown twenty three touchdowns and zero interceptions he owns them okay fine i, f- I feel better then because i was about to say reluctantly <laughs> am i going to take green bay minus 10 but this is a situation where the green bay defense i'm looking at you i don't care about aaron Rodgers right here i need the green bay secondary to step up and shut justin's fields the hell up he's not very good he's not that good i know it was raining mm-hmm. in his game last week but it's probably going to be raining picks I'm going Green yep. Bay minus 10. Yep, this is the week where Justin Fields and the Chicago Bears come back to earth. Green Bay minus 10 all day. We did learn less about the 49ers and the Bears than any team in the league last week. I don't even think you can look at those games. That was It wasn't even just a little rain. It was a monsoon. Yeah. Did y'all see it? Like It was yeah. so much rain. The, the numbers washed off the field and how they put the yellow lines on, they had to do that with the numbers on TV. That's how bad yeah. it was. Uh, but – I usually don't go with trends, fellas, but this one's just – it just is what it is. Uh, Aaron Rodgers owns the Bears. Give me the Packers minus 10. Best bet time where we can pick anything we want on the slate. Blake, did you find anything? Oh, yeah. My wife's going to hate me. This is a total red-ass game for the Cincinnati Bengals, Bengals and Joe Burrow. Um, going into Dallas, I think that uh, with Dak being out, I'm not relying on those backups. No way, no how. Uh, Joey uh, Joey football is ready to pounce, and I think they're going to go in there and absolutely stroke them. Cincinnati minus seven. Yep. Parker. The lot. <laughs> only reason I know that this line is at eight and a half now. I just need every point I can get. Because do you want eight and a half? We want to do eight. I still, Blake will I'm say still, eight and a half. I'm still taking eight and we'll a half. We'll do eight and a half. Are you going to go the, re- the opposite? The regression monster jumped jumped up and bit the Bengals last week, and it hasn't let go just yet. <laughs> they gave up those seven sacks, right? Yeah, TJ Watt's elite, but possibly the best pass rusher in all of football is Micah Parsons, and on the other side is a little guy by the name of Demarcus Lawrence, who is not washed by any means. I know, I know. Dak isn't there, and everyone hates Cooper Rush, but his one start as a Cowboy for three, for, he threw for 325 yards and two touchdowns. His offensive coordinator, Kellen Moore, Knows his backup quarterback very well because in 2017, Kellen Moore was the backup for the for Dak until guess what? He got beat out by Cooper Rush. This feels like one of those games the Bengals are going to win by 30 or straight up losing. T. Higgins is coming off concussion protocol. We talked about Trevon Diggs. Micah Parsons going to be breathing down Burrow's neck. He's going to throw it up. Diggs is going to be absolutely aggressive. Get a pick. Parsons going to strip sack. Dallas plus eight and a half. Wow. Okay. All right. And then my best bet, I'm going to go to the quarterback matchup of the week, Jacoby Brissett versus 
Joe Flacco and the Cleveland Browns. They have unveiled Brownie the Elf running wild all over midfield. If you have seen the videos on Twitter, they are fantastic. The Brownie fans get a win and they cover the six point spread against the Jets. Give me Cleveland minus six. There you go. If we weren't on air, I have a great, great joke about Brownie. <laughs> what about some underdogs that teams are not Ooh. supposed to win, but will win straight up? Oh, I'll, hey, I'll start you here. Go. And this is wrong team favorite. Tampa Tom sucks against the Saints. <laughs> they shut him out last year. That was ended a streak of 255 games of scoring for Brady. Brady has yet to beat the Saints in the regular season. Brady is bad against the Saints. Go look at the numbers. It backs it up. In those 14 games, Brady has been sacked 13 times. Only other team to have gotten to Brady more than four. Only one other team has gotten to Brady more than four during his time at Tampa Bay. And all the receivers are hurt, limping, old. I don't know. Who's he going to throw it to? Uh, Lattimore routinely shuts down Evans. Saints win. I like it. I like right. it. Uh, I got a pool noodle game. I got the Panthers and the Giants. I think the uh, the Panthers are going to have somewhat of a get right here. I think the Giants had a – they played out of their ass last week against the Titans – or excuse me, the Giants played out of their ass last week against the, the, the Titans. It isn't going to be a pretty game, but I think they're going to win. The Panthers are going to overcome uh, their loss last week. I'm looking at a team in the AFC East that is somehow a three-point road favorite this week at Pittsburgh. I put my trust in Mike Tomlin. I know there's no T.J. Watt. I know the quarterback situation is questionable at best. Give me the three points. Give me the straight-up win by the home team, Pittsburgh Steelers. All right. There we go. One, two, three, and a bomb. Boys. That's a good first show back from uh, all the prediction shows. Guys, we really appreciate you, you joining us here on our first show of the, of the uh, NFL season. Uh, we invite you to go ahead and go down below and hit the like and subscribe button on your way out. Hit the rumble button on rumble. Follow us on all of our social media, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok. Catch all the audio versions of these podcasts on your favorite podcasting platform. Gentlemen, final thoughts. For my final thought, I'm going to go to Twitter, but probably not where you think I'm going. <laughs> Last night, the Chargers were playing against uh, Mahomes, and Asante Samuel Jr. dropped an interception that would have just sealed the game, probably pick six. And dear old daddy, Asante Samuel tweeted out, quote, if I was his teammate, I would whisper in his ear, you just dropped a million dollars. Hashtag pick six. Mm, damn. That's pretty brutal coming from dear old dad. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, dad, the competitive family. I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, my final thought is I want to hear Parker's take on Brownie the elf <laughs> very, oh, very soon. I even talked to a Cleveland Browns fan at work. They were saying, look, we, we a bunch of dogs. We ain't elves. And I said, welcome to Santa's workshop. Cause now you're fucking elves. Golly. <laughs> My final thought is happy trails to Scott Frost. I'm sorry. Daddy told you all yeah, you about did. it. Go back and check out our B1G prediction shows. I told you guys old Frosty the Snowman was going to be bye-bye mm. very soon. And lo and behold, Daddy 
told you so. But guys, go ahead and leave your comments down below. Be on the lookout for all of our pick sixes on uh, YouTube Shorts, Reels on Facebook, and on TikTok as well. But as always, it is two-tone blue all the way. You guys be well. Be well.